0: How many times have you woken up in the morning and felt like you have been hit with a Mack truck? You cannot wake up. You want to hit the snooze button 50 different times. Trust me, I have been there and I really thought that I was getting amazing sleep. I thought that I was crushing it with sleep. Uh, I thought that just because I woke up a little bit throughout the night here and there that I was getting still amazing sleep. But I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, the way that I feel now is tenfold better than how I was sleeping even a month ago. I recently started taking Cured Nutrition's Zen product to go to sleep. And it doesn't necessarily put me to sleep. And what I mean by that is, I can still do my night routine, I can do my face and my skincare, I can drink some tea, and then I will kind of just lull myself to sleep. Because this has amazing supplement ingredients like magnesium, reishi, hemp extract, and it has some of my favorite uh, herbal supplements like valerian root, skull cl- cap, uh, passion flower, ashwagandha, chamomile, all of these names that you may have heard before, all put into one. But so many supplements out there, especially for sleep, because it's such a sensitive. If issue for some people. Some people really, really, really struggle with sleep and I totally, I, I hear you. This is, this is a different product. Not only is this product going to help to supplement minerals and vitamins that have been stripped away from us throughout the day and that we're normally pretty deficient in, but it's also going to help you to stay asleep because it has the right dosages. A lot of people and a lot of brands will just throw it on the label and hope that it sticks, but they've actually done their due diligence and made sure that the Uh, The blend that they use in the product is the proper dosage to help you fall asleep and stay asleep. So you can wake up feeling rested and rejuvenated. You can enhance your complete deep sleep and your REM cycles. You can ditch the old sleep aids like melatonin, you know what we're talking about. And again, you can stay asleep. We're utilizing things like broad spectrum CBD, functional mushrooms, adaptogens. These are absolutely some of, this has been the best sleep supplement that I have ever taken. They sent me a couple of different supplements but this one was the showstopper. I didn't realize that I needed it until it started working. And I can tell without question that this is going to be on my nightstand every single night. Take it 30 minutes before you go to bed, lull yourself to sleep, wake up feeling like a regular human being, you're going to feel amazing. You can check out this product at curednutrition.com using the code HTH for 20% off. That way you can try out these products. I love the Zen. I also love the Rise for midday. Honestly, I only take one or two capsules because otherwise I feel like I'm bouncing off of the walls. But check out the products use the code hth at checkout for 20% off if you struggle at all with sleep you need to check out this zen product it will absolutely change your life change your inflammation change your days and change your sleep thank you so much for cured nutrition for being a new podcast sponsor Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Hotter Than Health. My name is Eliza Gelman. I am a holistic nutritionist as well as a podcaster, and I'm excited to be here with you today. I, like I mentioned on our most recent nutrition and wellness q and I'm going to be doing a tip in the beginning and then a tip at the end, and we're going to have just a little bit more format, which I think will be helpful, but if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. I hope that you are... I don't know how you found this podcast. I don't know if it was on iTunes. Maybe you saw a friend post about it on social media. Maybe you saw it on Spotify. But I'm pumped that you're here. You're welcome. Take a seat. Hang out. Um, I wanted to <laughs> address the elephant on my chest this morning. I know that I sound... I sound like death has warmed up. I just understand that I don't sound like my normal self. I'm heavily congested, but I just blew my nose. I've got water here. Things are good. Things are looking up. But I swear it has been 5 days that I have felt I'm I mean, not like I felt terrible, but just the congestion and it's something so small when you are explaining it to someone else, but when it's you, it it's it's not that I'm woe is me, I'm sick. It's just the little inconveniences that like when you have a lot of congestion or allergies, your mouth gets really dry when you talk a lot. And my job literally right now is to speak onto a microphone. And then also whenever you blow your nose, your ears pop. You know what I'm saying? Just anyways. So for the past four days, I have had my left ear will not unpop and I've done exercises. I've Like blown my nose while holding my nose, you know you exhale, breathe out of your nose while you hold your nose, and it feels like your eyes and ears are gonna pop out of your skull. I've done everything that I can possibly do to unpop this ear, but I'm just gonna have to let nature take take its course. I'm just gonna have to be screaming. Like Jake is so frustrated with me because I'm just screaming at him, and he's like, "What?" But it's just because I can't hear my own volume. It's like an Austin Powers, and I had. <laughs> uh, he's like I have trouble and just I don't even know what the quote is but uh, here I am it's also fucking with my brain oh my god am I a magpie I cannot get <laughs> any linear thoughts out let me let me tell you how this has been affecting my uh what am I trying to think how this has been affecting the synapses firing my in my brain I went for a walk yesterday. I was on the phone with my dad, having a chit-chat, walking around. No big deal. It was at the end of the workday. It was like 5.30, and I came back in, and we have one of those keypads on our doors. So we don't don't even have a house key. Neither of us carry a house key, and God forbid something happened to the lock, we would be totally fucked, but either way. So we have a, a key pin that we have to type in to get into our door. And we've I've lived here for a year. It's been the same door code for a year. I've used it every day, multiple times a day for the past year. This is something that is ingrained in my brain. It is muscle memory. It's, I, I don't even think about it. It's like breathing. Yesterday, I walk up to the door and I I, I thought to myself that I maybe was having a, a mini stroke. I, I didn't even, th- I couldn't begin to conceptualize how this code would have come to be I thought to myself there's no way how did it... I I started hitting numbers and it's a four digit code it's not like it's some 20 digit code I started hitting random numbers and could not for the life of me remember what the code was thank god Jake was on a run at the same time and came up behind me and kind of scared me and I was like babe, I, honey, can you, t- am I okay? And he just was like, oh, you just, you know, you've got brain fog, whatever. And I know he didn't think much of it, but I can't stop thinking about this. I I was panicking a little bit because after that, I tried maybe five or six different coats. I even tried to back up and walk up to the gate or walk up to the door thinking, okay, I'm just overthinking it. You know, with, with your with your memory and your muscle memory, you're like, oh, wait, how do I drive a car if you try to explain it to someone? But when you get in your own car, it's like you, you don't even have to think about it. It's all muscle memory. It's ingrained into you, into your subconscious. But for some reason, I thought, okay, if I back up 20 steps, walk back in and get my mindset into a place of using utilizing my mes- muscle memory, it would work again, and it still didn't. And I am concerned. So if we have any <laughs> if we have any neurologists listening, I just don't understand why my recall was so shitty. I wasn't about to, I'm not about to be on my period. I I actually am ovulating right now. That's why my skin looks great, but There's nothing going on with my cycle. I got great sleep. I wasn't over caffeinated. I had just gone for a walk. It wasn't very stimulating, the conversation. No offense, dad, but I I, I just don't understand why I could not recall this. So after that, I proceed to go in, turn off my phone and my social media and just start cooking dinner because clearly I needed all my faculties in order to use a stove, burner, air fryer, all those different things, and especially a knife. I was like, God, don't even be using a knife right now. Uh, nobody cares about that story, Eliza. Keep going on with the episode. It is, oh my God, it's been 10 minutes of me just rambling. Well, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, then you've probably turned it off by now. Uh, if you haven't, then let's get into why you're actually here. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about, depending on time, because clearly I, I'm a master at all things time management, but we are going to be talking about two or three different topics. We will talk about When is it best to go low carb as a female or a male, but mostly females. This is a highly female market. Uh, When is it the best time to go low carb? And then we're going to be talking about lean muscle without bulking. And then if we have time, we're going to talk about some of the mistakes that people make when going plant-based or plant-dominant or vegan. I will I'm using that as my third. So if we have time, we'll get to the mistakes people make. But otherwise, when to go low-carb as a female and lean muscle without bulking for females. I'm really excited for this. And it's going to also be a lot for males as well. But since we're talking a little about hormones and talking about the female health cycle, then it's just as what is. Tip number one, before we get into these thrilling questions. Tip number one has been, since I've been off of social media for the past month, I've recently logged into my account just on uh, my laptop just because I have some clients that reach out wanting to book appointments through Instagram. So I've got on maybe two or three times to get those, but other than that, haven't been on social media in a month and it feels great. But I've been reading a ton this month. I'm, I've finished two, almost three books. I have a couple chapters left of my third book and I feel really good about that. These books have been, I mean, they've been mindless books. They haven't been nonfiction. They have been more like psychological thrillers or romance and just like beach reads. But here's, here's my tip. If you are someone who has been spending more time on their phone or they're having difficulties falling asleep or if you're if you find yourself having these random blocks of time throughout the day where you don't have "quote unquote" much to do, I know we're in hustle culture, so oh my god, find something more productive to do. I think that this that reading is a great way to keep your mind stimulated and creating new neural pathways while simultaneously lowering your Sympathetic nervous system and getting into a relaxed state. I think it's a really great passive way to spend time, passive but impassive. Here's my tip for how to get into reading books. Maybe you're not a huge book person. Maybe you're like, oh, I can't find any that I really like. Or maybe you're just over reading self help books or nonfiction. My tip is to have two books at a time. Okay. The reason being is you want one book that is going to captivate you and get you into it. It's a page turner. I will give you some recommendations for that in a moment. But you want one that's a page turner, that is an easy read and that you feel accomplished afterwards. And that, you know, once you get hooked into it, maybe it takes a couple chapters, but once you get hooked into it, you get excited to read it again. Do you know that feeling? I think it was all when we either started listening or reading Harry Potter or the Twilight novels or Fifty Shades of Sex or it was reading Gossip Girl. Oh my god when I was reading Gossip Girl I was just like leave me alone I have pages to turn. Um So find one that sucks you in like that and Pair it with a wellness or nonfiction book. Reason being is because you want to get more into the habit of reading throughout the day, like make it a habit of of, instead of getting on TikTok, maybe you pick up your book, get into a few sentences, and it only, once you're into a book, it really only takes a few sentences for you to pick it up and be like, oh, okay, I'm immersed, I'm in this world. That is my tip. The two books that I think would be a really great way to start with that, I'll give you some of the ones that I've been reading recently, I am almost finished with A Flicker in the Dark. It is a book that is actually written by a woman who I think is from Charleston and a bunch of my friends are getting into it. I got it at the Village Bookseller which is in Mount Pleasant. If you live in Mount Pleasant, please for the love of God do not order books online until you go to The Village Bookseller. It is my favorite place. It is next to the boulevard on Coleman on your way to Sullivan's Island. It's a tiny little bookstore. Go in there, get an espresso. I spent $80 there the other day getting three books and an espresso. I was like, fuck. But it's only because, but that's how I've been spending my time. I haven't been online shopping. I haven't been drinking. I haven't been, like, that is where I chose to spend my money. And I got Three or four new books. I read them all. They're amazing. But a flicker in the dark is so fantastic. I will give you no more information than that on what it's about. And then another one that would be really, really great to start with would be um, the seven husbands of. What is it called? <laughs> really selling this one, Liza. Um. Oh, the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. That is such an easy read if you have it. Like all, both of those are going to have you captivated within the first chapter. I promise. Those are the two fiction and you could pair it with one of these two. You could pair it with The Almanac of Naval, which is great for happiness, success, productivity, business, wealth, and overall longevity of life and happiness. I think that's a really good one. Again, that's The Almanac of Naval. And another one that I think if you're more into the holistic route, One that I read as I was doing some of my studying for certifications, I read Deeply Holistic. I thought it was a really good one. Again, it's called Deeply Holistic. And then How Not to Die is also really good. I love How Not to Die because it gives, it it looks like a big daunting book, but it's just so many Facts that will blow your mind. Some it's just really well researched and well written, and it's easy to read. So if you're into the health and wellness space, How Not to Die is a really good one for longevity. Those are a few that I would pair together. So you would read a little bit of the fiction book. But what I would do is once you kind of get into the fiction book, use that as almost your dessert. So read a few pages of the nonfiction and then you're like, okay, I got good information, I fed my brain, and then you go into the fiction book. Oh my God, I am I she just loves to read. And if you're not much of a reader, then get a audiobook. Wow. It's not that hard. Okay. Question number one: When to go low carb? And when to not go low-carb. I think we often think of going low-carb as a full-blown lifestyle, and I know a lot of people who have found a lot of success in a pretty low-carb diet, but I think that there is a misconception between low-carb and maybe keto and paleo or just a high-protein focus, a lot of times you can do more of a high-protein diet, but with moderate to normal carbs. And maybe you're reducing the amount of fat. Whatever whatever you're trying to manipulate and try out, I'm, I'm all for experimentation. But I think that knowing when to experiment on your body is best. Because the goal typically, and I'm speaking in very general terms, the goal typically when we're adjusting the way that we eat is to accomplish something physically, whether it be to heal our gut, whether it be to reduce inflammation, whether it's weight loss, muscle gain, uh, it, whatever you're trying to accomplish, usually there's some, there's some means to an end. And the last thing that you want to do is hinder your progress by putting your body into an extra state of stress. Females do require... A certain amount of carbohydrates. And I say that because females and male I, I feel like often we see males doing a really, really good job with paleo, low carb, keto, uh, all these different things. And again, not to knock it, especially if your doctor has recommended it for maybe seizures or if you have... Um, some type of learning disability, or I know that there are a lot of trials with people on the spectrum who have done super, super well with a keto diet. This is not medical advice, clearly. This is just from my uh, from my research and operating with clients who have tried these different things. But for females, we do require a certain threshold of carbohydrates in order to keep our hormones happy. So meaning our thyroid, meaning our uh, testosterone levels, estrogen, and all those different types of hormones need a certain amount of carbohydrates. If we are not feeding certain amount of carbohydrates to our body, our body may not necessarily feel safe to quote unquote reproduce. And I'm not saying that oh, if you don't eat carbs you won't get pregnant. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying that in order to let your body ovulate naturally and in order to make sure that you are having a natural cycle One of the components is a certain amount of carbohydrates. I'm not going to say a number because that is specific to the person and your lifestyle. Maybe you have a really, really active lifestyle, you might need more. Maybe you have a less active lifestyle, you need less. Um, But it is possible to go low carb, especially if you are on a plant-dominant or plant-focused lifestyle like myself, Um, meaning, meaning you can do low-ish carb or regular carbs without only eating tofu and lentils and rice and beans all day long which are heavy in carbs, high in fiber, but still you want to find some balance. So, when is the best time to go low carb? When we are tracking our cycle. Again, I've referenced this before. I use the Flow app. It's just F L O on your phone and As you use it more, it will provide you with more information. I just use the free kind, but I know a lot of people, they upgrade, get a subscription so they can learn more about their health and they can like ask questions. But normally I just use it to see when I'm ovulating so I know basically when to be more protective if we're having sex. And when you are Going into what's called the luteal phase. Luteal phase is the phase before your menstrual cycle, where your body is increasing in hormones. Your hormones are are rising, all right. And at the peak of that is when you have your period. Um, so as your hormones are rising, what we don't want to do is spike our blood sugar a lot, and ingest a lot of sugars that might cause more inflammation and erratic behavior in our hormones. This might be a time to not necessarily look at, okay, low carb, like zero carbs, zero starches. I think it's more a matter of replacing simple carbs with more complex carbs with more intention. Meaning this, week leading up to your period. And again, this is going to fluctuate. Some people, they don't recognize a difference at all, but I think that understanding your body at different times is really helpful. So as you're leading up to your period and maybe even the first couple of days of your period, you would love, I, I think it would be more beneficial to incorporate more fibrous types of And nutrient-dense types of carbohydrates, meaning instead of doing pasta one night, maybe you'll do sweet potatoes. Or instead of doing uh, a bunch of regular potatoes, you could do a mixture of maybe turnips or beets or, again, sweet potatoes. (laughs) Basically, just eat sweet potatoes. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, Yeah, so we want to limit things like Reds and super, super starches, and replace those with maybe some brown rice. Quinoa would be a really good substitute. We want to replace things that could spike the blood sugar really, really quickly because maybe it doesn't have any fiber. Maybe there's no protein, not a lot of nutrients. So, if for breakfast you're having a smoothie, potentially replacing the whole banana that you're using with maybe a third of a banana and then a whole bowl or an entire uh, cup of dark berries. So, dark berries are going to be one incredibly anti inflammatory, two, yes, they have sugar, but they are going to be more wrapped in fiber and nutrients and they're more water based. So, we want to be incorporate more water based carbohydrates. And so, we look at things like instead of maybe carrots, which are so healthy, I'm, I'm just using like lesser of two water based vegetables, but maybe you would use a cucumber instead, or instead of using, um, what am I trying to say? I guess these, uh, use it, I don't want to villainize any vegetables, so use whatever vegetables you want, but instead of maybe a pasta, maybe you use a zucchini pasta. That would probably be a better fit for you, um, and that way you can focus more on a high quality protein. So I think a really good meal to go into your luteal phase with, so the week leading up to your period, would be something like zucchini noodles or a mixture of zucchini noodles and regular noodles or spaghetti squash with either a high quality lean animal protein. I love salmon before my period. It's like my favorite thing to do. And then I will use some nori crisps, so those seaweed crisps. That would be a great chip alternative also. It's got great amounts of iodine, which could be beneficial during this time. So essentially what you're looking for is not necessarily, okay, let's go super low carb, but during that time focusing on more nutrient dense and high fiber carbohydrates and just being smarter about where you're using them to not raise your blood sugar and spike it too much. Um, but then If you're going super low carb all throughout the month, I do think there are more opportunities for, yes, at some points you're going to feel really good with it, but if it's causing your body to go into a state of inflammation and starve, not starvation, but it will be withholding some progress if your body feels like it's being undernourished in certain pillars of your macronutrients, I would say you may experience more, uh, less energy. You may experience your recovery time taking a little bit longer. Uh, You could feel like you're not sleeping as well. So understand that it can fluctuate. So you can go pretty, like having super balanced meals all throughout the month and then the month leading up to your period. That is the time to potentially look at different carbohydrates. I hope that all makes sense. If it doesn't, you can always send me a message or leave a review on iTunes to uh, let me know how you like it. But as I sit here, I'm, I'm just so... I just love these solo episodes. I can sit here with my red juice and kick it with you all. And I actually did just put in a new order with Organifi. I just put in an order of more green juice and more of the chocolate gold. I mention this all the time, that at night I have been doing, I've tried to be doing, instead of just a bunch of dark chocolate and desserts with Jake, because he has such a fucking sweet tooth, I have been trying to do a cup of either almond milk with the chocolate gold from Organifi. It's like a healthy hot chocolate, or just the Organifi liquid gold. And okay, it already has it in it, but I like to add a little bit extra flavor. With the Organifi chocolate gold, I will do a tiny little pinch of turmeric. And then a sm- the smidgiest little crack of black pepper, I'll set that at the bottom, and then I'll put in the powder, I'll whisk that up, and then I'll pour the boiling water over it, and it is such a game changer because the chocolate gold already has some cinnamon in it. Sometimes I'll do a little bit of like the pumpkin spice seasoning that I have, but I just like to make concoctions. I think that it's so fun, and it makes it thick, and this um, not umami, but a more decadent flavor. And it has, I think that the turmeric and the pepper really make the cacao pop out. And I'm absolutely a fan of it. So that is also something to consider the week before your period. So if you want to check out anything from Organifi, you can shop my homepage with them at Organifi.com hotterthanhealth and you'll get 20% off of any product. Again, that isn't a discount that they offer anywhere else online. It is specifically for Hotter Than Health listeners. So the chocolate gold and the vanilla protein are still... Two of my top favorite, but and I, I could go on about the greens powder, but I don't think I need to. I think that that's <laughs> not today, at least. I have just blown you guys up with the chocolate or with the greens powder. So right now I am focusing on the chocolate gold. It is insane. It tastes like healthy hot chocolate. It doesn't taste like a shitty version of healthy hot chocolate. It's actually dope. Give it a try. Organifi.com using the code HTH or just going to the link in the show notes. <laughs> kind of had more brain fog just a second ago. But 20% off using code HTH at Organifi.com. Check out the chocolate gold. Let's get into question number two. Building lean muscle without bulking. Now, let me, let me go through a quick conversation that I have with people... On a semi-regular basis it used to be more when i was doing more personal training but now that i'm not doing as much i don't have this as often and people are getting smarter i think it's not smarter just more educated excuse me so good oh my god i just love it so much oh with the reds powder that i've been using the organifi red juice i will squeeze some blood orange in there and it's amazing okay lean muscle without bulking I will speak to women all the time who have recently started to incorporate weights into their lifestyle or they're interested in, it, they want to feel strong, they want to have muscle definition, but they don't want to look bulky. Often I say, oh, well, it, it, it's pretty challenging, especially for women to bulk with natural lower levels of naturally lower levels of testosterone. And they're like, no, no, no. Mm-mm, you don't get it. No, every time I do weights, I f- look at my thighs and my arms and I, I'm, I'm, I notice that I'm bulkier. And I say, okay, well, that's probably just because water swells to your muscles after you do an intense weight workout and it usually goes down Shortly thereafter, the workout and mm-mm, mm-mm, nope. If I do weights, I I know I get bigger muscles. I grow and I'm I I look hulking out. And they're like, you don't understand. I my body is different. And yes, sweetie, your body is, it's original and it's your own and it's unique in every beautiful way. However, you are not gaining big muscles that fast, especially not big enough for anyone else to notice. I think that oftentimes it's kind of like a placebo effect when we think that, not a placebo effect, but it's a little dysmorphia when we think that we're feeling swollen, so we look swollen. Oftentimes when you hear someone say like, I'm so bloated, you can't tell at all, but you know the feeling. Like I'm there with you guys. I have definitely been in that boat where I think, wait, I just did these crazy workouts all week long. I should be feeling leaner, but I'm actually feeling bulkier. But then I give myself two days off for the muscles to be less inflamed, less water retention, and I'm kind of back to normal, maybe a little bit more tone. All right, so lean muscle... Let's let's debunk this. Muscle is muscle. There is inflamed muscle, there is water that swells to muscle so that it looks a little bigger, but overall when you're studying a muscle, muscle is muscle. It's not lean muscle versus bulky muscle. Bulky muscle is fat on top of muscle. So, what we're thinking here is we want to be smart with our with our loads during our workouts. So, Here's, here's what I typically hear. I hear people say that they want to have like defined arms, but they don't want big arms. They say they want to have a butt, but they don't want to have quads or thighs. And they say they want a small tummy or a more toned tummy, but they don't want to have like shredded abs. One, please try to get shredded abs. Just try. (laughs) Like people ruin themselves trying to get shredded abs for competitions. Some people naturally, genetically, they have abs that pop out more and that's just the way their body's going to be. It is just wild to me how people think that they can just like spot target their workouts all the time. And, And let me tell you, it is definitely true that you can target one area, but in order to lift a weight, you have to use multiple muscle groups. So if you want to just build an ass, so you're going to do more glute bridges and hip thrusts, which are my favorite moves for growing ass, you still have to use your core and your quads to lift that weight, but it is going to target the butt. But you can't only do that move, right? So functionally in life, that's not, you're not doing a hip thrust to like when you're moving a house. You're you're squatting, you're deadlifting, you're doing more lifestyle type movements. What I'm getting at is you can't really spot treatment. (laughs) You can't spot where you want to gain muscle. You can't really spot where you want to lose. It's all going to kind of come at the same time. When we're thinking about lean muscle, often we're thinking more of like lengthening and Pilates and definition, and that will typically come with fat loss. Fat loss can also come with low intensity steady state cardio. Um, it's not going to burn off a bunch of muscle. I feel like people think that if they they walk too much, then they're going to lose their muscle. They run too much, they're going to lose all their muscle. I think that by incorporating two to three, two to four solid days of resistance training. I'm going to say three to four. Three to four days of solid resistance training with, and that means weighted workouts, with maybe 30 minutes of cardio just for heart health each day, whether that is randomly doing like sprints one or two times per week, whether it's just going for a jog or just a walk. A walk is awesome. (laughs) Um, I think that incorporating those things will... Give you the cardiovascular as well as fat loss components that you want but what we're looking at here is how to maybe reduce the appearance of fat over muscles because this is some people the way that they this is what they appear to or i'm sorry this is kind of what society has deemed healthy And I can tell you for a fact that when I was my healthiest, I also had incredible, I'm sorry, leanest. I had like the worst cystic acne. I was getting chronic UTIs and ridiculous like bodily infections and I wasn't sleeping. So do with that information what you will. It's all about how you can do it sustainably doing workouts that are fulfilling to you. I would mention that being smart with your meals and making sure that you're giving your body enough. So muscle is the number one fat burner. So typically, if you have a lot of muscle on your body, you will naturally burn fat. However, if you're thinking, oh, well, I am just going to outwork out a poor diet or poor nutrition habits. And I'm not saying that you can't have meals and you can't have sweets and I have chocolate every single night. Like I'm not saying you can't have these things, but I'm saying if you don't take the initiative to incorporate more balance and uh, and nutrients into your overall diet, then don't expect as significant of a change in the gym. Yes, changing your body in the gym can, can definitely happen, but sustainable fat loss over time is also going to come from nutrients. So we wanna be fueling our bodies properly and giving it the adequate amount of protein, not overdoing it with a ton of fat and giving it proper amounts of carbohydrates. It is really, really simple to put together a balanced meal, but it's also really, really simple to overdo it on nutrients that are not going to be beneficial for fat loss and muscle gain. So adding a ton of extra oils or dairy dressings, sauces with sugars, those are going to be components that are going to aid in, that are not going to aid in the type of fat loss that a lot of these, a lot of these questions, people who are asking these questions are coming from and and desiring. Um, so having balanced meals not overdoing it on sweets and alcohol and things that will break down and not repair muscle. So many people that I know go about this all wrong where, and and, and it can become obsessive, it really can, and it can really trigger a lot of uh, obsessive compulsive. It can, I've, I've worked with some people who have um, been orthorexic, who have been obsessed with their health and what they're doing and their workouts and they work out so so much and they're analyzing every single ingredient so much that they are not feeding themselves at all and then they're not able to put on muscle and they're just burning and burning burning the candle at both ends and it ends up causing a lot of hormonal damage, unhealthy weight loss or it can cause chronic inflammation, chronic fatigue, chronic pain and overall hormonal imbalances that is something that I would caution everyone to think about and just understand maybe those markers of when that might start to happen. But we want to make sure that we're fueling ourselves enough to start to build that muscle, but in proportion to the fat loss that we're having. So if we are not eating quite enough, it it makes sense to be in a caloric deficit for some some period of time, but if you're starting out just eating 1200 calories per day, and then maybe you've lost a few pounds, but then you're like, Oh, well, I still want to lose more weight, but and then what are you going to do? You're going to go to a thousand calories a day, then you're going to stop getting your period. You're going to your hair is going to start thinning and falling out. There's going to be a lot of detriment, so starting out a lot slower. So, actually, understanding if you are 250 pounds, then potentially starting off around maybe like 28 2700 calories per day and then tapering off from there. It, you do have to give your body the caloric intake that it needs and then you can start to slightly drop down from there, but not saying it's all about calories, I'm really not. I'm I know I'm a little brain foggy today. I have so much I have so many thoughts on this as you can tell, but overall we want to make sure that we are feeding our muscles while losing fat. So, I think that the a, a good approach to this would be moderate cardio. So, 30 minutes of walking per day, 2 to 3 days of resistance training and then a day of, you know, miscellaneous whether it is pilates or yoga, deep stretching, long walk. I think that making sure your body has the chance to recover so it can build muscle, giving your chance your body the chance to uh To really rest so that you are able to go into your workouts without injury. A lot of times we go into it, we don't warm up, we don't cool down, we don't stretch, we don't recover, we don't sleep. Maybe we drink alcohol after a big workout, and that's going to be detrimental to our progress and our overall longevity in our fitness training. Uh, The bulking is really going to come from excess fats and carbs and sugar and alcohol while you are. Uh, while you're training. So you're just building everything. But I will say, especially for women, it is challenging to bulk. So if you're noticing a lot of bulk happening, one, ask yourself, okay, is this really close to the time that I worked out? Because if so, that just means that most likely it is water and um water repairing, like rushing to the muscles to help to repair because it's a little bit of a trauma response from your body. Like, oh, go to this place. It is inflamed, which is normal. And then uh, also maybe don't look at the scale for the first few weeks that you begin weight training because oftentimes we the scale can fluctuate during that time, but it doesn't mean that you are, it doesn't mean that you're gaining fat. It doesn't mean that you're bulking. It doesn't mean anything is wrong. It really just means, hey, body is changing. There's a little inflammation because we started doing a new workout routine. Just keep stretching, moving your body. Don't just like go do an intense workout and then sit on your ass all day. Keep stretching, moving, going for walks, and it will be much more sustainable. And then after you do this for a number of months uh, for three to four times per week while you're incorporating that um, steady state cardio daily, then you'll start to really notice sustainable changes. You'll start to notice the maybe the shoulders are popping a little bit more, or maybe you'll notice that pants are fitting slightly different, or you'll start to notice like more collarbone or more like jaw definition. You'll start to see it probably in pictures, like you were looking at yourself every single day. So you don't notice these small changes, but you will over a sustained period of time. That's really what I want people to understand is that it, for especially for women, it is really tough to bulk. And when you feel like you're bulking, take a look at the inflammation and understand that weight training is genuinely such a great way to lose fat and to reconstruct your body, to turn fat into muscle. And I think that We we don't need to villainize wanting to have our body looking a certain way, but if you're doing it and you're sustaining injuries all the time or it's fucking up your sleep, your skin, then you just want to be smart about it. Three to four days per week. It doesn't have to just be hit. It can be slow, mindful, weighted movements. I personally don't even listen to like crazy music. Unless I'm doing sprints, that's the only time where I listen to like hype music, and that's just because... I reenact scenarios in my head and it makes me feel great. But other than that, I do not, I listen to podcasts or I listen to instrumental covers or bossa nova, a little jazz, or even just some like slow R&B. That's definitely my jam while I'm working out. So it doesn't always have to be what you think it is. Just know that, okay? All right, I am so excited because that just means that next Nutrition Q and A. We can talk about some of the mistakes that people make when they are going plant based, vegan, plant dominant, what have you. And this is also a PSA. If you are new to this, or if you have been considering, I do do uh, nutrition consultations. So you have two options. If you think that you want more of a uh, holistic needing to build healthy habits, wanting to understand how to fuel your body properly, maybe you either have a gut issue that you're fixing, maybe you are um, in the gym four or five days a week and seeing no progress. That's When I want you to book a strategy call. They're 30 minutes complimentary on my website to see if the programs that I offer are a good fit for you. Uh, Typically people I work with are wanting to lose weight, they are going to the gym frequently but not seeing any progress, or they think they're doing everything right, not seeing any progress, or uh, they are struggling with hormonal issues, whether it is in their late 20s early 50s i've worked with a lot of women who are struggling with that and then also if you are feeling like you're in a really good space but you want to amp it up maybe you have you're training for something specific or you just want to have more of an in-depth discovery call or maybe we've worked together i do do 60 minute intensive nutritional holistic deep dives we'll have a one hour conversation and i'll send you an email afterwards with our notes and we'll go through different things that you're doing in your lifestyle that could be hindering or um, elevating your chances of kind of reaching your goals or just being your healthiest. Uh, So there are two different types of people that I work with, people that are just like, hey, I'm interested in just learning a little bit more. So they do the one hour. And then people who want a total transformation in their habits, in their lifestyle, they want more energy, they want to poop better, they want to lose weight. That's really where the strategy call will come in to see if it's a good fit. It's complimentary. So go onto my website, elizagwellness.com, and book one of those if you're interested. All right. Tip number two, and this is what I am leaving you with. Um, I have been doing a kind of mini market challenge, and I started this. Wow, I've done it once. Good challenge, Liza. We have a little farmer's market that's 1.7 miles from our house. If you're in Mount Pleasant, it is next to. I don't even know them, my streets. I've been here for five years. I don't know my roads. It's on Coleman. It's at some school and it's in near the old village. And if don't come at me if you live in Mount Pleasant. I don't fucking know names of streets. I just don't. But it's across from Brown Fox Coffee. And every Tuesday evening they have a farmer's market. And I went for a run, met my boyfriend there last week, and then he drove us home. And it was awesome. It's like a perfect date night on a Tuesday and we get, he gets all his grass-fed meat, we get eggs, I will get new veggies for us to cook, but the challenge is to find one piece of produce that you don't often cook with or you maybe never have cooked with, and if you're like, I don't know what to do with okra, then ask, hey, how do you prepare this okra? Or if you see lima beans, hey, never tried lima beans, what could I put this with? Corn, haven't cooked with corn in years, do that. It's really just a way of understanding that you don't have to buy produce and then let it just sit and go bad and you don't know what to do with it. It could be something as simple as you see a bunch of chives. I have I bought a bunch of chives there last week. I put them in a mason jar and I have been just letting them sit and grow and I'll trim them every few days and I've been using them No, I think this was two weeks ago and they're just like growing and they're happy and green and fresh And I put them in a mason jar with water and they're good So it's just a matter of trying something new going to a space where there are like-minded individuals who are interested in Promoting health without a bunch of bullshit ingredients. Even if there's just strawberries then Go get some strawberries and then rinse them off cut off the tops Do your due diligence so that you actually eat them and they don't just get pink and blue and fuzzy Also, another little tip that I have is to get the cotton candy grapes or any green grapes from the grocery store, rinse them off, put them in the freezer, have that as a treat at night. I have been doing that. I've been doing a bowl of those grapes every night, like a big bowl of the grapes every night because they take a little while. I love them. They get soft and kind of warm and the texture, I'm into texture. I'm like a weird texture person. I enjoy it. And then I'll do a couple squares of dark chocolate, but it has helped me not eat an entire bar of dark chocolate every single night, which has become a problem. Um, if I'm not doing my Organify chocolate gold, I will absolutely. Well, usually I just do all three, but I'm working on boundaries over here. Whatever boyfriend has a sweet tooth, it is what it is. But I hope you all have enjoyed this episode next week. We, oh my god, you guys, I will be back on social media and we're gonna do a QA. We have on some badass guests. We have Kenzie Burke coming on. All right, if you have. If you're on social media and you are either Gen Z or millennial, you probably know who Kenzie Burke is. If you don't, check her out. We also have Mimi Bouchard of the Superhuman app. I am so beyond thrilled these are both incredible women and we have so many more coming up. But thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you head to iTunes, leave us a review, rate us five stars, and I will absolutely be back to announce a winner of the review of the week next week so you can win a tote bag. All right. We are checking out, signing out. Have a great rest of your week and we'll talk to you next Thursday.